Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Priya Milani. Priya, are you ready to do this? So ready. Excellent. Let's do this. Priya is an entrepreneur and founder of Stash Wealth. Her mission is to educate and empower Henry's, high earners not rich yet, who are largely ignored by traditional financial firms. I'm excited to have you on. Priya, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Oh my gosh, my personal life. Does any entrepreneur actually have a personal life? (laughs) (laughs) I always get these questions like, tell us about your secret um, behind work-life balance. And I'm like, yeah, it's not a thing. Pretty pretty easy, actually. Um, I've been in finance now for over... 15 years, even though I don't like to admit that, but uh, it's the truth. And um, we started Stash about six, seven years ago. Um, do you want me to tell you a little bit about my corporate career? Yeah, please. Started at Merrill Lynch back in 03 and worked in wealth management, also in capital markets, secondary trading, um, creating and structuring and selling uh, derivative-based investment products throughout the Merrill Lynch channel. Um, it was all an incredible experience. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, at back back in the day, early 2000s, I had no dream of being an entrepreneur. I really loved working at Merrill. Um, the whole culture, I definitely drank the, the Kool-Aid, as they say, at Mother Merrill. Sure. And, uh, you know, after a while, it it sort of became very evident that the entire industry was ignoring this this generation of Henry's high earners, not rich yet. Um, Basically, we work with 20 somethings and 30 somethings who make good money and really just want to get their financial shit together, but are ignored by the traditional financial firms because they don't really have that million dollar mark in in their account size. Um, And as you know, Wall Street really doesn't want to talk to you unless you have a million dollars. And and truly, even if you have a million dollars, you're like a D-list client to them. They'll take your money, they'll throw it into some investments, but then the service is not necessarily um, the level of handholding that they give to the ultra high net worth. And we felt the sooner you get your financial shit together, the more successful you'll be. So let's go to these Henry's, these 20 somethings and 30 somethings. Let's truly hold their hands and show them how to get their shit together um, from the basic stuff um, all the way through investing, how to get started, how to be on track for retirement, which is probably the most boring goal to a Henry. Um, but there are all these other things they're trying to accomplish, whether it's buy their home, buy their first home, start a family, pay for their wedding. Um, maybe they're in a relationship and they just want to figure out, should I merge finances with my significant other? Is that like a smart thing to do? Um, and also like we have a lot of, you know, as you know, the millennial generation is very heavy on in working for startups. So they're like, what the hell are stock options and what do I do with these things? Um, so, so Stash Wealth is a firm that really caters to, to those questions and, and that demographic. Nice. I love it. I can <clears throat> I can totally empathize with you with the idea of referring to a large company as mother. I spent uh, 10 years with New York Life and we used to call that mother Nilek. So I, 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 I totally get it. <laughs> and this idea of work-life balance, I think, is, is a bit of a fiction. I've taken to calling mm-hmm. it finding the right rhythm in your life because it's never going to be 50-50 or 75-25, whatever. But finding yeah. the right rhythm is probably an important thing. Right now, all I do is work and watch Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I was speaking at a conference last week and um, they were asking about work-life balance. And I was like, just to show you how like there is no balance, it's basically just work and Grey's. Um, I started watching Grey's Anatomy again from the very beginning this spring. And I'm already in season 14 again. Nice. So yeah, it is what it is. But I love what I do. So I feel very blessed. 
Well, I appreciate that very much. So, lot to uh, lot to kind of go through and, and unpack with you, and, and I'm excited to to talk about all of it. Um, where where best to start? What what <laughs> what do you think that you've got you've, you've got these Henrys who are excited about getting out into the world and that they're, they're excited about having nice things and having nice experiences. That's the thing. Right. So they don't want to compromise on their lifestyle. That's really the the core of our generation. We're all about YOLO. Um, you only live once. So it's all about figuring out how to balance today with also planning for the future. And that's why a lot of the demographic tends to sort of ignore financial planning and getting the shit together is they're like, you know, I don't really want someone to tell me I can't buy lattes. Like that's not sexy or attractive or anything I'm into. Um, so stash has really made it our mission to treat everything, um, from, from the lifestyle perspective. We consider ourselves a lifestyle firm understanding that we're dealing with a demographic that doesn't want to compromise their rosé, froze, avocado toast lifestyle. (laughs) Also doesn't want to turn around in a few years kicking themselves because they didn't do this sooner. Um, so really, figuring out how to speak that language. So it's like, we're not gonna, you know, we always say it's stash financial planning is not about telling you what you can't do. It's about showing you how much more you can do now that you have your financial together. Um, and I think that's really been a key resonator. Uh, uh, most people are like, okay, cool. I'm into that. Like, like, tell me how I can keep my soul cycle addiction. And also I'm always using Ubers, even though I don't want to admit it. I, I will tell you, most clients are afraid when they look at how much they spend on Uber. It's, it's utterly frightening. Um, but we want to keep our lifestyle and make sure we're on track for the future. And that's really the core. Yeah. I, I don't think it's effective to tell anybody that no, number one, but then you, you can't do this. So it is, is it a, just a matter of keep doing it, but just peel off a little bit just to make sure that you have money five years from now for a house or 10 years from for a wedding and 40 years from from retirement yeah. it, it, I don't people, know if there's magic to it but <laughs> well most people think of it backwards most people think of saving as an afterthought and are also saving completely incorrectly and that's that's really where budgeting the conversation around budgeting begins is why do we budget in the first place we budget to hope that we have a little bit of money left over at the end of the month so that we can save it now i'm talking specifically about this 20 something 30 something demographic but for most of us we get to the end of the month and it's like there's nothing left over and just reversing that conversation for them and saying like, well, first of all, I mean, one of the things to know at stash wealth, we hate budgeting. We don't believe it works. Um, and it's not really what you want anyway. What you want is to enjoy your money and not think twice when you buy stuff. And the only way to really do that is to get savings out of the way first. So we, practice something we call reverse budgeting, which I know doesn't sound much sexier, um, but the concept is to save first so you can blow the rest of your money guilt-free. And so we help our clients figure out like what are they saving for, whether it's a home or a wedding or just maybe they want to jump ship and they're done with corporate and they want to start, take their side hustle and turn it into a full-time business, but figure out what they're saving for. And then the biggest tool, which people forget about, but it is the 21st century, technology is our friend, is automation. Just automating your financial life beyond bill pay, we've all done that, but, but you can truly automate the rest of your financial life and prevent yourself from being your own worst enemy. If you leave saving up to yourself, uh, there'll never be anything left over at the end of the month. And a lot of our demographic, like the the millennials, what we tend to do is we just kind of 
push, put money into savings, like where maybe we're, 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 our heart's in the right place. We're trying to save, but then we move it from our savings account right back to our checking account, use it to pay bills. So not saving with purpose and, and, and trying to save as an afterthought tends to be two things that we see a lot that once you just fix those basic, basic structure, just shift your mindset, um, it can have dramatic, dramatic impact uh, on your bottom line and your, and your personal financial life. I think that that's a great way to look at it. Um, so when we talk about high earners, is there a, a number that, that you look at somebody and say, it's a hundred thousand, it's one fifty, it's two, it's, is, is there a number there? Yeah. At Stash Wealth, we define Henry's slightly differently than other firms uh, define it or, or other companies or whoever's using the term Henry's. Um, we define a Henry as an individual earning over a hundred or a couple earning over 150 with at least $10,000 in savings. But that's sort of an arbitrary um, metric because let's say you're a lawyer in Kansas and you make 65 or 70,000, you right. might still qualify as a Henry. Um, so it's a little arbitrary. We have a quiz on our website. Am I a Henry? And it tells you, you go fill out, like it takes like two minutes. You fill out a bunch of questions and it says like, yes, you're a Henry or no, you might be a future Henry. Um, and yeah. I, I like the idea of, of this reverse budgeting because I don't, well, actually, now now that I think about it, I think my wife actually does like budgeting. I do not, <laughs> um, but but I I think that very few people actually like it. So the idea of automating everything, understanding that yes, I'm not thrilled about putting money into a retirement account or whatever, but I know that I'll be really really glad that I did, um, and then having the freedom to now that I know that I've, I've saved where I need to be saving, go spend money on whatever I want to spend money on. I think that that can be a very liberating thing. Yes. Guilt free. We work so hard for our money and we should be able to enjoy it guilt free because for most of us, we're living paycheck to paycheck. And if we don't automate that savings first, we, we fall victim to something we refer to as lifestyle creep, which I'm sure you've heard of. But lifestyle creep is essentially when your lifestyle keeps increasing in lockstep with your income. And so you say to yourself, like, OK, when I make five thousand more or when I make ten thousand more, then I'll start saving. Then I'll contribute to that 401k thing. Then I'll take a trip. But life goes by, you're making five or $10,000 more. And you're like, crap, where's that money going? If you don't automate it, you'll just keep spending it. And the idea is certainly as you make more to spend more. Um, but you can very quickly fall victim to lifestyle creep if you're not sort of automating your financial life. And that's an absolute real thing. I mean, there's this thing called Parkinson's law. Maybe you're familiar with it. Maybe you're not. But the idea is that time will or work will expand to fill the time available for its completion. And I think that the same is true of of expenses because if you don't actually have some kind of parameter on there, if it's a budget or reverse budget, your expenses will continue to expand just like your lifestyle creep to consume all available funds. So that's so important. Yeah. Um, Talking about money can be and is such a sensitive thing. If it's, I I saw some, some posts uh, on your website about having conversations about splitting the bill and other just tough conversations about money. Do you think that people are getting better at that? How can we get better at that? Is it important to? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, it's super important, too. And I honestly think it's just an issue of talking about it more. Um, that's why we are definitely trying to get the conversation started across the board um, on, on many different financial fronts. But the more we talk about it, the more comfortable we'll become and the easier it'll it'll get. 
So absolutely. And, there, and it is very emotional. You're absolutely right. Um, we, we all come from different socioeconomic backgrounds and we're all just trying to do our best and educating yourself and, and feeling comfortable enough to talk about it with people that are close to you or, or professionals is certainly going to help um, so that you don't. We, at Stash, we often say we prevent our clients from being their own worst enemy. It's just that that we're here to help because sometimes it's, it's hard to navigate on your own or with your significant other. A lot of times when we're dealing with couples and money, that's when it tends to be the most emotional because the truth is studies have shown the way we, uh, earn or learn or, uh, create our constructs around personal finance comes from our parents and our childhood. And obviously you and your significant other did not grow up in the same household. I would hope. Correct. Uh, so you're coming together, you're trying to do your best and you and, and it's our job to kind of help you think and work as a team that at the end of the day, you want to attack your personal financial life, just like any other thing that you will do as a couple, whether it's raising children or traveling the world, you need to, to kind of have some common language um, or else it, it the emotions can can just run away with themselves. Yeah. Yeah, it is. a whether it's opposite opposites attract or whatever, so often. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I don't want to make it so simplistic as to say that some people are oftentimes savers and their spouses are spenders, but mm-hmm. you need to be able to have those conversations if you're going to merge your finances like you were talking about at the top, because it could be extremely, extremely detrimental to your finances, which will then become extremely detrimental to your relationship. Exactly. Every single conversation that you have almost directly links back to money um, throughout the course of even one day. And, um, when you bring kids into the picture, it gets so much more complicated. And, and so, yeah, figuring out a common language so that you guys aren't, um, on two different pages. I think that's, that's super, super important. So you mentioned that, uh, uh, folks working with tech companies, stock options are often part of the compensation package. Do you have real high level thoughts on how people need to go about understanding them? Um, I guess I would say that, you know, it, it, well, first of all, it's so, that's a really hard question, George, because it's, um, it's so different, whether they're vested or unvested and the tax treatment around them, there's, there's a lot of nuances. Oftentimes when we talk about them from a high level, we almost don't even consider them as part of your compensation or income because they're not uh, guaranteed. So I would say you need to have your financial together outside of them, um, outside of your stock options and think of them sometimes more as icing on the cake. Yeah, I appreciate that very much. And it was, um, and it is so much nuance. I think that people don't even realize that sometimes people think that 401k plans are the same across every company, but everyone is going to be different and all stock options are going to be different. So perhaps um, advice would be just to talk to your human resources department to get all the information on it and then spend some time learning about them. So yes, starting there uh, for sure with your human resources department. And then sometimes it's not just a, a financial advisor that you need to speak with. It's also a tax professional. I mean, the nuances of stock options are, are many and you mul- sometimes need multiple professionals to weigh in on exactly how to handle them. Yes, indeed. And oftentimes you only get one crack at exercising them. So you don't want to screw that up. So, so true. And if you leave a company like know your know your rights, because sometimes they expire and you're not able to um, take them with you. And that can be a huge bummer. So yeah. <laughs> talk about FOMO. That is it right. Yeah. there. <laughs> true. Well, Priya, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? 
this one shocks a lot of people, but we truly believe at Stash Wealth that if you're super money savvy, you should never, ever use a debit card ever again. Use your credit card for everything. And this blows people's mind. They're like, wait, that's bad financial advice. But the funny thing about it is we're not telling you to think of your credit card as free money. We're just telling you to use it as a smarter way. Um, it's a smarter way to use the money you already have. Use your credit card as if it is a debit card that debits once a month when you pay the bill off in full. And that way you really build your credit score and hack those rewards points. And the millennials are all about hacking those rewards points. I think that is great stuff that definitely gets a come on. Come on. So need to understand exactly what you just said and understand that you are paying that off every month and understanding how the rewards work because you can definitely take advantage of those. So, well, Priya, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Stashwealth.com. We're also on Instagram at Stashwealth. And you can find me at Priya Milani Official. Excellent. Um, and I know that you had mentioned at the top that if folks were interested in engaging with you directly, you were going to yeah. offer a discount. Absolutely. If you're a Henry out there listening and you think you might re be ready to get your financials together, the Stash Plan is a financial game plan that we do at Stash Wealth, um, and we're offering $100 off. So um, the code is MS for Money Savage, MS Hookup, and $100 off the Stash Plan to get you started. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Priya your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Uh, check them out online and all the sources that she mentioned, and I will list those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Priya. Thank you so much, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!